Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined as always by... This is Big Kurt here. Big Kurt, you on Twitter? I am. I am at B1GKURT. And I am Jeffrey the Greek at Jeffrey the Greek. Uh, we also have a Eyes on Big Twitter handle. Um, yeah, growing. Growing. Following yeah. is growing there. Yep, yep. We're more active on our regular Twitter handles than we are. Yeah, the guy that uh, takes care of that for us, he's not (laughs) real active over there, but I'm I'm working on him. He's a busy dude. Yeah. Um, As far as the podcast itself, uh, and whenever you do a little of the, you know, the five star rating and comments and stuff like that helps guys like us out. So please feel free to go ahead and do that whenever you see fit. Uh, We are recording right now on Thursday, August the 6th. Um, there is live sports on TV, which is the, this is, I would say this is the first event post, you know, apocalyptic, you know, COVID mm-hmm. reaction stuff that I've, I've, I've looked forward to this as much as anything. What tournament is this? This is, this is the PGA championship. Oh, wow. That's a big one. Uh, it's actually the fourth biggest of the majors. Is that considered the fourth? So you got the British. Yep. You got the, no, no, no. no. It's the open. Oh, that's the Open. Well, you I got mean, the Masters. You got the PGA. Yeah. U.S. Open. There you go. Those are the four. Okay. Yep. In ranking for importance to people, I would say Masters yep. one. You could flip flop U.S. Open or okay. the Open, and then PGA, PGA Championship. Is it, it is a major. Fourth. Don't get me wrong. But. They're Oklahoma in the college football playoff. <laughs> yes. Okay. That was a fantastic analogy. Thank you. Right off the top. That's what I'm here for. Um, on the grand golfing nut scale. With ten being have the most you know up to date driver irons and everything at a ten you know or whatever okay. to the bottom one where I maybe golf once a summer if the right people ask me where where are you at in that scale? sitting sitting solidly at a zero I do not own clubs so oh z- z- zero like, I have not swung a club since basically college maybe right after college okay although I will say I went to Top Golf and was crushing it. Really? Absolutely crushing, yes. Because you're just a natural athlete, obviously. So I work with people that aren't really athletes for the most part. Okay. And everyone kept turning around like, who is over there? Who is that? <laughs> and I'm just teeing off, man. I mean, I was crushing them. They're a more academic definitely academic type of people. Definitely academics. Um, yes. I Okay, I understand that. Um, I, I At one point, I was like a... I was like a seven and a half or an eight okay. for my love of of golf. Um, then I got married and had kids. <laughs> By gosh, that sure does put a whooping. Does it on your golf hmm. game? Spare time, all that stuff. A little advice to to youngsters out there. Yeah. Um, the the interesting thing I think I'd mentioned this a long time ago, but I, I would like to point out I am not a scratch golfer. Not not by any stretch. Like when I was. I actually took golf lessons. I got that serious at one point. So I almost got that serious, believe it or not. Oh, so, so way back in college? I started okay. I started golfing when I was about... So you were high up on the scale at one point. I, at one point, I was okay. in the middle okay. somewhere, probably a five. But I started playing when I was 15 because my mom, she was great at things like this. She was at a garage sale, bought a set of clubs, brought them home to me, and I would just go out in the park and start hitting the ball around. And then I you know, started, once I could drive, I started going actually playing full rounds. And then what really did it for me was college. I just didn't have time and I didn't have money. It's like, nah, okay. And yeah. then I just never got back into it. Okay. So it's weird. I mean, yeah, I probably, um, my peak of playing golf was probably 
16 or 17. I would say that's when I fell most in love with it was college. Uh, my buddy Zed, my buddy Brian, we would go golfing. It was, I mean, I mean, looking back, golfing with college buddies when you're in college. Oh, Lord. Oh, man. It's not really golf. Let's be honest. It's fun, though. It's, uh, that's it's what drinking it and so, occasionally swinging a golf I won't. Ball. I won't say his last name, but my buddy... Um, he's a good golfer too. And mm-hmm. we were having a good round. Like it was, we were just smooth that day, you know, like the tempo was good. We were just both golfing. Now really you good. were drinking though. Oh yeah. So you're in that zone, that zone, perfect zone, but not smoked. We were, just, no, I, you've got to be in a certain, we there's a sweet zone. spot. Yep. Yeah. And we had, we just had like a good talk on the tee box. He's like, all right, man. So then he's teeing up the ball. So I turn around and we're on a pretty nice course around Iowa city. So I turn around, wash, wash my ball, and I don't hear him hitting. So I turn back around. He is buck naked from the waist down. What? Yeah, he just he just out of the blue. If you knew him, you would get it. So he was not in the sweet spot. No, he was. He's just that's him. Okay. He's a, he's a goofy dude. And I start dying laughing. I'm like, what what are you doing? And he just squares up to the ball, just like <laughs> just like it's any shot. And he strokes it right down <laughs> the, the club, the strokes ball. I like, what? Yeah. Right down the middle of the fairway. Oh. And like paused with like the, the club <laughs> over his. Yeah. That, oh, man. And that's then he beautiful. Just, he just, took, just you know, posed. Took just posed with the club over his shoulder. Oh, God. Then I, I shanked mine because I was laughing <laughs> yeah. so hard. Um, but anyways, one thing I, I point out, but like I'm not a, you know, scratch golfer, golf all the time type yeah. of guy. I, 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 at one point I golfed often. I have been a part of or seen six hole-in-ones. Oh, that's right. Yes. Isn't that crazy? Never seen one. Not even close to being on a course enough yeah. to ever have seen one. But that's that's amazing. Yeah. Most people have maybe seen one. Um, the first one I saw was in uh, Chicago. Um, I was 19 years old on the Iowa football team golfing with my older brother and his two of his buddies that he played football with at Iowa. So four of us packed onto this super hot course. Yeah, what, what course, you remember? No clue. Okay. No clue. And speaking of drunk, very drunk okay. then. Uh, <laughs> so that was the first. I'll, I'll spare the uh, story, but it was hilarious. Um, second one was mine. Rented clubs. Wow. With my second uh, job out of college. Raining. I did not want to golf. I had zero desire I didn't know golf. you had one. I and don't I, think you ever I, told me. And I hit one. My neighbors have... Seven hole in ones between the two of them. What? Yeah, like 70, husband and wife. Husband and wife. 70, Holy crap. Seventy-two and sixty-eight. They have seven hole in ones between the two. And of my them. grandpa. So I always joke and say, between my neighbors and I, we have eight hole in ones. That's pretty good. My grandpa used to golf all the time, and yeah. he had a I don't know three maybe sure. three four That's something like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they literally golf every single day. Yeah. Uh, but the best hole in one was a. It's actually a, a high school buddies of my older brothers. Um, and we had like an eight some on the tee, like eight dudes on the tee okay. because it was our home course. Nobody cares. He is the worst golfer that you could ever see with eight of us on the tee box. He put a hole in one. No and, shit. Yeah. A horrible we, golfer, horrible golfer. See, that's one. you just walk they, off the like, course, baby. Yeah. Walk off. Right like there. they said, they could hear us screaming from, you know, up in the clubhouse and we were as far away as can be. Oh, that's Three awesome. customers I've been with have hit hole in ones. Oh, the others with customers. Okay. Customer golf. That's like, that's like one of my. Sure. Yeah. Anyways. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. I I feel like that maybe is one of the more interesting, you know, weird tidbits about 
myself. Yeah, like if somebody asks you, tell yeah, tell me something, something about yourself. Yeah. I've seen was it six hole in one? It's said? either six or seven. I I know I can name the six. I honestly think I've, I have forgotten one because I think there was seven at wow. one point that I could name. That's that, impressive though. Yeah, either it way, just gets to the point. So okay, well we got. It's fun to watch golf. Golf is um, one of the sports where it, it you can't hardly tell that there's no no people there. It doesn't. It's not that big of a deal if there's no spectators. And by the way, now that I know it's on, I'm probably going to watch it this weekend. Yeah. I, I would not normally watch the PGA yeah, Tiger's Championship in the clubhouse. Golfed well today, so he's in the running. I love love watching the Masters, but that's that's usually the only. Really? The only one I watch all year. I yeah. watch the only four majors and a couple of the other ones, too. So um, the NBA has been eh. – I've watched a couple. Oh, I just can't bring myself to watch the NBA. Even, I, that's... Like, like, I thought I was sports craved. Okay. And then I turned in the NBA. I'm like, I don't really want to watch this. So this is this is how I <laughs> – I guess I'm not that sports craved. This is how I know I really, really have no interest in the NBA. Is Even now, I still don't want to watch it. I, I literally have zero interest. Yep. Now, Major League Baseball, I am not a watcher of baseball. Okay, I love baseball history. I was a nut when I was a kid. And going to live baseball love games. Going, love, love going to live baseball games. But I've been watching that as much as I can, and I I've, been, I've been enjoying that. And it helps for me because I am a Cubs fan first and a Twins fan second. and Both, both doing great. But they have four losses between them or something Correct. like that? Yeah. Jeez. So but my White Sox are doing good, eight and three, I think. Are the White Sox doing that good? They won six in a row, baby. Good for you. They they started with the series against the Twins. They okay. they won one out of three. Okay. And Maybe. they went on a tear after that, and then they just lost. I think it was yesterday the Brewers. Okay. So yeah, and I would say as far as you know, ranking the sports that are okay to watch without a crowd, golf number one. Yeah. Um, basketball. So like my thought process is I'm trying to put myself in the players' shoes. Okay. Position. Um, you golf without a crowd often. So that's like more sure. normal. You even play pickup basketball yeah. games pretty often. Yeah, without... It's probably not that awkward. That's not... what I'm saying. Yeah. It's not that weird. Like I've been a part of pickup basketball games where it gets pretty chippy, you know? So sure. like, but you get into baseball. Like, it starts getting I, weird. I haven't like, you don't play a lot of baseball games. You normally have that buzz behind you. Right. A little bit of a buzz. Like, and now you can hear the the players talking to one another and, and that's stuff. That's what I'm fearful with with football because it is the sport that draws off the crowd more than More than anything, I think. So I'm little, Hockey's big, little, too, though. Yeah, a little nervous about that. Yeah. So. Okay, we got some housekeeping? We got some housekeeping. Housekeeping? No, thank you. Sleeping. The following players have opted to sit out the 2020 season amid concerns surrounding COVID, starting with Illinois running back Rayvon Bonner, who I believe was the first scholarship player in the country to say he was sitting out. Minnesota wide receiver Rashad Bateman is sitting out. He's obviously going to be a high draft pick. He's just going to prep for the NFL. Same thing with Penn State linebacker Micah Parsons. Michigan State defensive lineman Jacob Panashuk also sitting out. He could come back for another year, though, potentially. And then this one broke today. Purdue wide receiver Rondale Moore is going to sit out and go into the NFL draft after playing only 17 games for the Purdue Boilermakers. Yeah. So with um, with uh, Bonner, he we don't know yet. Is he planning to come he, back? He may or? come back. Okay. So he's going to redshirt this year, and we'll have one year of eligibility left. So there's a good chance we see Rayvon next year. Yeah. Um, okay. So this has obviously been one of the splashy, hot button topic things that have been going on. Um, 
there has been a couple others around the country, a Washington state wide receiver, Virginia tech cornerback. There's another yeah. one off the top of my head, but there seems to be a lot coming out of the big 10. Um, if I'm making a positive spin on that, it's I like positivity. There's these people that we just named are extremely talented. Is there Correct. more singular talent that unfortunately was in the big 10 48 hours ago compared to other conferences. Yeah. I suppose that's part of it. There is, you can make an argument that Micah Parsons is the most talented player in all of the country. Yeah. I suppose you can make that argument, right? Yeah. Justin Fields right there with Parsons. Sure. Um, I'm sure Ohio state fans, even though Justin Fields has come out and said, I want to stay and play. They're probably, I think they're, they're a little they're nervous. They're getting a little pucker factor sure. going on. The there. more of these they see, absolutely. Um, now, this isn't the case with Parsons because, and what I'm trying to get at is, if you are a mega talented player on a team that has a lower chance to win a national mm. championship, yeah, more, more likelihood to leave. Okay, right for so, sure. Yeah. Did did Minnesota have a zero chance of winning a national championship? No, I'm not saying that. Lower than. Uh, Penn State, yes. Yeah. Lower than Ohio State. For sure. Definitely, yes. Um, So Purdue, even more so, right? Absolute Um, long shot, yep. Crazy with Rondale Moore um, as a uh, Purdue fan. That's a a tough pill to swallow. Like I said, 17 17 games, games. man. You, You, when he came out as a true freshman, remember, like, basically from his first game, like, this guy is an absolute difference maker. We were watching him for three years. 17 games later, here we are. Because that's what you do as a fan. You're like, okay, how long we got this guy? I think you knew pretty early. We only have him for three years. So we got to enjoy this. And you didn't even get that. Didn't even get one and a half. Because you got robbed out of the second year because of injury. And if I'm being really brute on Rondale Moore, you basically got like one gigantic game out of him versus Ohio State. And like two or three amazing performances in other games. Like if you go back and look at his freshman year, he didn't look like he did versus Ohio State every single game. Well, right? no, because team, he's a freshman and teams keyed on him. Correct. He got he got his catches, he got his yards, but he didn't go off every game like that. Right. So that's tough. It's um, tough as a Boiler fan. I, I yeah. feel for the Boiler fans out there. So what I was I I we have gotten into writing our team previews. And I already had written out Minnesota's and I had a specific like sentence that I was going to just go off on Bateman. And I was going to say something to the effect of I've now watched four Minnesota games from last year. And in these games, I keyed on Bateman. I just watched him. He's not just an over the top wide receiver. You can put him in the slot. He's a route runner. He's got hands like he's got some speed too. And I, that's the only thing that I feel like I'm a little bit. He's not in. a burner, but he he's got enough to get past you. If he runs a four or five at the combine, he's in the top 15, 20 of the draft almost for sure. Yeah. Um, like real, real quick nerdy stat, like one of the best 
stats to show that a wide receiver isn't going to pay off is if he runs a really fast 40. Do you know that? Like the best receivers have run like a four, kind five, of, four, yeah, six. Anyway. Sure. Kind of seems like it. But I think that's, I think that's Bateman. That is a, that's a huge loss for Minnesota. Jerry Rice was a four, five, five. I right. believe. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. There's kind of like a, yeah. a sweet spot there. So anyways, I hope we have run through the end of this. I doubt we have as far as players saying. Yeah, but okay, there's only so many high draft spots, right? And there's only so many guys that know for sure they're going to be drafted high even without putting more film out there. What would be what would be your projected number you think a kid would have to have for him to go ahead and say it's it's not worth it for me to play? What do you mean projected number like like projected draft like like obviously an easy way to say it is first round or would you even go so far as to say top 50 something like that i mean i think to me i feel like it's going to be just the guys that feel pretty good about being first rounders. First round. yes i, I think I hope so. that's what it is i think so i mean I, and i hope justin fields plays this year i hope trevor oh. lawrence plays i love watching studs play of course in college i'm gonna i know as an iowa fan i'm supposed to cheer that bateman and rondale moore are gone is there a part of me that is happy about it yeah i'm, I'm yeah i'm I worry about me, my fandom the most. I sure. Do. But I'm going to miss him playing. I like watching him play. Of course. I do. We're, we're, we're getting robbed of many fantastic performances this year. Yep. Yep. And I wonder if um, uh, with, I don't know how to say his name, Panusiak. Panazi. Oh, Panashuk? Panashuk. Panashuk. I hope he comes back. Well, I think he will. Because I'm wondering if he's like, and I'm going to give our buddy, Mr. Douglas, a, a shout out here. So this is this is great. Michigan State fan, right? Okay. So what did what did PJ uh, dub his first year in? Year the, zero. He has he has dubbed this Mel Tucker's negative one year. Negative one. All right. I, lo- I love that. <laughs> he went. <laughs> he went one year low because. He jumped the shark. <laughs> That's awesome. When you look at. What Michigan State is up against, like this is as tough as it gets for Mel Tucker. Well, and I think Panashuk was probably their best defensive line. And he maybe understands he doesn't want his senior year to suck, so to be a year negative one. And maybe I, I, this, I'm doing, I'm, I'm being an awful person now. But do you think maybe there's other factors in? than just COVID when these players are making Oh, uh, sure. I mean, it's things are a mess right now. I mean, it's like they must we be can't, just... Nobody can say it in the media. Nobody can say that, that maybe there's a twinge of it's a little bit more than yeah, COVID. Yeah, so I think Panashuk is coming back next year. I mean, his, by the way, I don't blame him. This isn't me admonishing Not him. at all. I get it. I mean, imagine looking at all this nonsense and having to go through COVID tests every day and having to wear these masks and distance at workouts and stuff like that. Man, if you got one more year, why would you want this to be your last year? Unless you felt that the best course of action was to play this year. You know, shortened season, there's reason to play there too. Well, there's also reason. I mean, some guys just, they anxious, they're anxious to get to the NFL, so they want to get that film out there. They think they can make it. They don't want to wait another year. You know, you're shaving a year off your career essentially, right? Yeah. But I don't blame a kid for doing it. So we're going to get deeper into the COVID stuff again because it's unavoidable. It's it's like it's our favorite is there topic. a is there a more unavoidable color than pink? You know like pink elephant is there like a on fire orange <laughs> elephant. Like you just can't get around this. But isn't stuff. the term isn't it a white elephant in the room? No, a white elephant is like the gift you give at Christmas. That's oh, like it is, joke. isn't it? Yeah. 
So it's a pink elephant, huh? Pink, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Let us know. Eyes on big listeners. Yeah. But now, hey, let's talk about some positive fun stuff. Please. Right? please. Because I felt that the Big Ten Conference and Kevin Warren, was there a, a bit of feet dragging that went on? Oh, yes. Sure. But as I tried to tell some people on Twitter, maybe even some DMs, like, what difference does it make if the schedule comes out a month before the season or five weeks? It really does Really even, I would say three is cutting it, but, you know. We're all just anxious for news is what it comes down to. But it, it, it doesn't make a difference that they waited another week to release the schedule. Right. Who cares? Um, I just, maybe this <clears throat> is a, a look into my pathetic soul, but I was excited watching that show on Wednesday morning. Yeah. It was fun for me to watch. I got even a little bit nervous because I wanted to see who that, you know, new 10th opponent was for Iowa to see what the 10th opponent was for other big 10 West teams. I'm, it was, I imagine you were, you were excited. Yes. I was. After seeing that opponent, I should be, I, yeah, we'll get into that. So you want to start out with kind of some bullet points or what are you thinking? Well, can, can we stay on the positivity yeah. theme for oh, a I'm, second here? Yeah. I want to read some tweets there were a lot of tweets like this, okay? Once the schedule came out, a lot of Big Ten players tweeting out how excited nice. they were to nice. play, yep. that they felt safe, that they thought that their universities and their coaches and their programs were doing all the right things. But it seemed disproportionate in the Nebraska program. Yeah, they, they were I all mean, out. They were all there were a ton it. of them. So I'm going to read Wandale Robinson throughout this whole COVID process here at Nebraska. We've been taken care of, and we're ready to get this season going. Hashtag we want to play football. Uh, Cade Warner, thankful for Nebraska for creating an environment that prioritizes our health and safety. Now let's play some football. Hashtag we want to play. Braden James, looking forward to it. Nebraska is taking great care of its athletes throughout all of this adversity. Hashtag we want to play football. Adrian Martinez, Nebraska has done a great job of doing things the right way and has protected us players. We'll find a way to play here. Hashtag we want to play football. I saw a ton of those. I think Dwight Stoll maybe had one, a handful of other players, but I saw it around the Big Ten. Illini fans or players excited. Yep, I've so seen. I, I, this is a complete 180 from what we've seen up to this point. And again, I from not everybody. I, I know we already talked about it in the last podcast, but again, shout out to Dustin Schutte where you know he talked about, hey, how about the players? What do they think? I, I'm I'm telling you, okay, like I've got some avenues that are still alive between me and the Iowa football program, right? I'm not going to name any name, but like I I know there are guys on of that course. team that are geeked to play the sport that they love. They love football. I love football, loved football when I was a younger man, loved it. And to take this away from these guys, I'm really curious to know how many of the common fans and sports writers actually get that. Did did they not get hit by that love of football bug at any point? It could have been in high school, you know, or college, obviously. I, they want to be I'm questioning that to how many people actually understand. That. OK, they want to, quote, protect these players that don't want to be protected is what it comes down to. They want to. And I don't really believe that they that that's their intention. There are some that really are probably nervous about stuff. Well, yeah, of course. But so, uh, by and large. Uh, so we were talking about getting draft, like who is going to opt out, mostly just first rounders. But here's who's not going to opt out. Guys that just that 
are playing their senior year and want to go to the NFL and think they have a legitimate shot, like Josh Baby. He was tweeting all kinds of positive stuff, the Illinois wide receiver, a handful of other. I mean, imagine like Brandon Peters. He must be jacked to play this year, right? He's For got sure. a shot to go to the NFL. Yep. A, a number of Illinois players actually have a chance to get drafted. Not high. They'd mostly be low, but they want to ball fan, out. And every fan base can name tons of dudes Correct. just like that on their team. So Absolutely. Okay, with that being into place, um, let's give a shout-out to Scott Docterman. Yes. Because he wrote a really good article that laid out, to be quite honest with you, stuff that I did not consider. It was incredibly deep. It was incredibly thoughtful. I don't even know how he got some of this information. How did he research? I mean, he just did a great job to picking up the phone and interviewing people. How about that? <laughs> that I think that's an, called, there's I think an that's idea. called journalism. But I mean, that was one hell of an article he wrote. It must have taken him hours and hours to write, days probably to write that article with the amount of research that would have had to go into that. And phone call on top of phone call and email to get through to the people to get the info. Because you got to get inside... Like, I, I don't know if he talked to Kevin Warren, but I think he talked to the an associate of Kevin Warren. Yeah, so uh, Kerry Kenny, the big, big Ten Associate Commissioner for Public Affairs. Never even heard of that position. Never even heard of him. But he knows what's up. So one of the things, I mean, I, you probably got bullet points. You want to go through them or I guess we didn't. Yeah. Really... So how about this? I've got some bullet points okay. from his article, article that yep. he, okay, he wrote. Perfect, so Scott perfect. Docterman, he's an Iowa football beat writer the at, athletic. at The Athletic. So a handful of things. Uh, so basically the 10th game that they assigned for each team had to be teams that that the, that didn't play each other in la- last season, 2019, or were not slated to play each other this season. So it had to be back to didn't 2018. Even, didn't even think of that. Hadn't thought of that. Um, oh, by the way, since you have uh, uh, f- nine games typically, if it's a five and four, you have to even it up five and five, which... I assumed that that would be the case. You know, I didn't think they would have one right. team, you know, playing f- uh, six home games and four away. But I didn't give it much thought to understand to get every team balanced out. That's not easy. They- no, it's not easy. I mean, obviously, you put an extra home game for all the West teams because they only had four home games this year. But you had to do some finagling with with six other games to get things to really balance out properly. So this I thought was interesting. The, what they came up with, the solution that they came up with to determine the 10th game, all athletic directors unanimously unanimously agreed on how to proceed. He, he, this is Kerry Kenny, Big Ten Associate Commissioner for Public Affairs, said 100% agreement. 14 out of 14. That impressed me. So all 10th games were scheduled at West locations for a 5-5 five and five balance. Just kind of mentioned that. Uh, preference. If things change, if things go crazy, to delay games over moving locations of games. They want to keep them in the same location, but they've allotted two bye weeks so they can slide games back if they have to. One thing they did not want to lose was OSU-Michigan. So October 24th, they moved that up to give some buffer zone if they have to move that back. Did the same for Minnesota-Wisconsin. Did the same for Iowa-Nebraska. Sorry, IU and Purdue. Old Oak and Bucket, not as important. Didn't do it for them. Um there, we may be seeing more weekday games now. The, the, the I'm not sure. The, See, I'm not. That's not how did, I read. He, now he did mention that. Okay. Um, and he, one of the things he said was, in a lot of these states, you know, a lot of this, com, yeah. lot of, a lot of the complaint is we don't want to interfere with uh, high school games on Friday. That's not an issue in a lot of these states. And then they do have flexibility. The high school, a lot of high school. A lot of them won't be playing. Right. 
But there's also flexibility to move the Big Ten championship game even back from where it's scheduled right now. Correct. Now, and then all of that stuff was impressive. Um, When it was laid out, I'd like to say Kevin Warren did an excellent job explaining it. He... He, he, the, the guy, he's silver tongue. I mean, he, he, he's a smooth talker and <laughs> knows how to explain things through. Um, the part that I never, I don't think I ever would have thought of or considered was teaming up a bunch of the rival teams in each division to have bye weeks on the exact same time that okay. they did. So Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Nebraska all share the same bye weeks, which is, um, week seven and week 10 so that if there is an sure. issue yeah. they both have the bye week hey that's that's amazing smart. that's amazing that they can even pull that off i mean did did, did they get some sort of like there must be mathematician some had like, to i mean like that, that, that was my that. thought too yeah, yeah like how do you take all of that stuff into account and still be able to pull this off and there's no way it could have been perfect across the board but like probably they're like if we can hit 80% with this to pull this off, because they did the same thing in the East, you know, right. with, so I know there's been some frustrations, for example, of, um, um, uh, big 10 East teams yeah. get a, uh, bye week and then play a big 10 West team almost across the no, board. It's across the board. Every yeah. single big East team gets a, is idle on week 11 and every single one of them plays a West team in week 12. Right. Which, led to me putting out the tweet of both Nebraska and Iowa have to play Ohio State after they come off being idle, uh-huh. which I put out the Ralphie from Simpsons. Chuckles, I'm in danger. Because <laughs> yes, that's not, yes. not an ideal no, time no. to catch Ohio. But, but, but here's the deal. like, you Try to, once in your life, fans, college football fans, because we're not very realistic, try to be realistic about this. They want football to be yeah. played. They are. Th- if this doesn't prove that they have put deep thought yeah. into making sure that everything they can do to get these ten games played is not happening, that's what they. That's what they tried to do here. Okay, so there you're already playing three crossovers. So automatically, there's only four teams left, and then you can't play a team that you played last year. So that just was making it even harder for them. I don't even know. I don't. People okay, so then obviously, as an Illinois fan, I was upset to see Penn State. The only other option was Maryland, so it had to be one of the two. So now this is a perfect segue into me giving you props because I do think something that you said on the last podcast came to fruition. Okay. I thought that the number one thing that they would try to do is introduce parity across the games that they picked. I think they definitely nudge towards favoring the teams that they believe are favored to win their division. I mean, I think that came into play. We, I, I have think to, that is what happened. But we have to temper that a little bit. A little bit. Because, like, Wisconsin, I think the only option for Wisconsin was to play Rutgers. They haven't played them in so long. And this goes back to Jim Delaney's thing about balance schedule from years back, where they tried to match up the lower programs against each other more often. So Wisconsin hasn't been playing Rutgers. And I would like to say, um, did anybody really want to see Ohio State and Wisconsin play again in the regular season? No. Because there is a high level of probability that if Wisconsin and Ohio State played in the regular season, 
and then they both got to the Big Ten championship, which is we don't want to see that high, again. That would have two, been four, four games and two times years. in two years at Ohio State and Wisconsin played. No, we don't need to see that. Correct. Uh, so yeah. I never thought that Wisconsin and Ohio State. I thought Penn State would be on Wisconsin's schedule, but now that you've laid it out, and you know, with the help of Scott Doctorman. I just don't think it was in the card. So as it turns out, Wisconsin got lucky. That's what it is. They kind of just got lucky. Because but there, then, is, there is no argument. They have the best crossover schedule that you could hope for as a Badger fan if your goal is to get to the Big Ten Championship. Absolutely. Which obviously it is. But let's go back to favoritism because there is some. There okay, is. Let's look at what they did for Ohio because, State. Hold on. Okay. First of all, they, they were already playing Illinois. They were playing Illinois late in the season. They moved it up to week one, essentially a non-conference game, right? Their next game after that is Rutgers. Their next game after that, they added Purdue. Yes, we saw Purdue beat them a couple years ago. It's in West Lafayette. But look, look they essentially set up a non-conference schedule for Ohio they State. They did. And you know what? They did it for, personally, I think they did it for the top three teams they, in every single division. They did it for Iowa. Who's, who's the top three teams in the West? So Okay, in the West, you got Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin. So Wisconsin was already slated to play Indiana yep. the first week of the year. So they, they kept that. Yep. They gave— Which is uh, a tough game. It, definitely. Tough so game. that's what I'm trying to say. It's I'm to Hoosier fans. That's not a non-conference nope. game. That is a nope. bloodbath for for both teams. But they kept they kept that game where it was. Is is my whole sure. point. Also because Rutgers and Maryland, who are essentially the non-conference games, they're they're yep. the they're the MAC teams, right? Yes. In the big for sure. They're already playing Week One versus Iowa, right? And Northwestern. Good point. So you can only have. Can't play Maryland. Can't play two games opening weekend. Right. So that's the one thing Wisconsin got quote unquote screwed with is they they start the season out with Indiana. So Indiana, other, Northwestern, then Nebraska. So and then after that Minnesota. So kind of a tough start. For so Wisconsin. then flip it over to the East. Ohio State. You know, no no knock, but you know they get their MAC team opening game versus you Illinois, can, can and Penn it. State gets Northwestern. Right. You can't tell me that's that's a, a coincidence. And yeah. I would even go extend it down to Michigan. Getting Purdue. Purdue is is slated to be on the bottom half of the division. And I'll, I'm going to bring up Iowa. Iowa starts Maryland and Purdue. Yep. Right? Yep. And Minnesota, Michigan State, but then they get Michigan. Correct. But they did try. It looks like they did try to give the better teams an easier start. So for me, I mean, if we go the, the popular um, – column and there's good ones out there i mean these were fun to read but kind of winners and losers for the big 10 on how it came out i sure. don't think there's any question that ohio state and wisconsin big winners are the winners and yay i i mean kudos to us we we have not put out any predictions yet or gone through our team stuff because we were waiting for this gigantic domino or dominoes if you will Correct. to fall so uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Ohio State and Wisconsin are looking pretty good in my mind as far as being the representatives of their division. Um, as far as the losers on how the schedule came out, I think one of the biggest losers from this is Minnesota. Um, okay. Minnesota had I, – I was very much leaning towards Minnesota as the West favorite. This has changed. There has that was a rough thirty six hours for the Minnesota Golden Golfers. Sure, with Rashad Bateman leaving. Bateman leaves. So you had um, Iowa early in the season with a rookie quarterback, right? 
coming into the bank on a Friday night right. after playing Iowa State. Right. Now Minnesota gets Iowa the third week of the year. It's the third week for both teams. It is now, to my knowledge, it's switched to a Saturday game yes. where Iowa gets Maryland and Purdue before they come into the Twin Cities. Also, Minnesota had a very manageable September non-conference oh, yeah. slate, right? They had easy crossovers before that. Now they go, you know, um, Michigan State, Michigan, Iowa yeah. for their first three games. And, now, and Michigan I, State, we think, will struggle. I think they're going to be a little better than most people are giving them credit I get, for. I, I'm with you there. But like, this is also yeah. the guy that predicted them to win the East last year. So I agree. Michigan State, I would still put – it's it's just hard for me to – Put Michigan State on the. I'm not. I'm not putting them on the same level as Maryland records. I just no. I would, of I would course have not. To, I would have to see them, even if it's year negative one. I still think I would have to see some pretty atrocious football to put it down that bad. Um, Purdue. I feel like Purdue is a loser in this. Check out this for the beginning part of their season. Michigan, Iowa, Ohio State. That is their first three games of the year, and you just got told that Rondell Moore is not on your football team anymore. And then after you get your ass kicked by Ohio State, you travel to Champaign, a team that you're probably on about the same level with. So that, that you know, gives you a little bit positive. But unfortunately, one of my most negative teams that I have is Illinois. Like, Oh, yeah. I mean, no like, doubt. We're looking at not only... Not only crossover, which was essentially all this this was, was who are you getting for that, you know, last crossover. But you also have to take into account what was before on your schedule. Illinois had it set up. They they had a bowl game looking. They were right there. For I'm pretty game. sure I was going to predict a bowl game uh, right around six and six for Illinois. But I, I was feeling good at six and six. He had three. I mean, literally, probably the easiest non-conference Schedule for any Power Five team this so year. So easy that one of them quit quit playing just, football. They just stopped. They said, "We are so bad at playing football. We're just not going to do it this year." That was on Illinois' schedule. <laughs> they were there, and I mean, if somehow things worked out somewhat close to what they were, you would have had a forfeited win on yes. the schedule. Oh man! So it, I I do like I know your instant reaction to the schedule coming out was anger. I, I, is that just is that Oversimplifying no, the word it or? was more like um, drowning in my my tears, essentially. <laughs> and I'm with you, so I feel like I I feel like you got. I'll be screwed. honest, it bummed me out for most of that day. I understand. Michigan State also pretty rough, right? I honestly think Kevin Warren and the crew also are third time into this joke pod. Good job. Uh, they also knew it's negative one year for because they did not do Michigan State See, but, any favor. But our friend that, that called it week negative one, that to me, if I'm a Michigan State fan, I don't really care. No, no. This is just let's, Who just, cares? See, let's just see how this goes. This yeah, year. let's see what things are. Let's, let's project see, what things are going to look how, like in a couple let's years. Let's see how this goes to start the season off. Minnesota, Maryland, Northwestern. Okay. Gets mm. a little bit you mm. know easier there. Penn State, Michigan, Ohio State. A little bit of a break, and then Iowa, Indiana. Like it's that's tough. That's a tough schedule. Right well, there. and and you got to travel to Nebraska to finish out the year. Yeah, that may not be easy either. Correct. Um, neutral. This is this is this these teams. I would put neutral, neutral on the schedule. Penn State is pretty neutral. Um, if your goal, okay, your goal at Penn State this year is to at the very least win the Big Ten yep. championship, but you have national championship aspirations. You do. 
um, they um, um, had they were going to Virginia Tech. That that's off the schedule now. I mean, is if your goal is to go undefeated, removing Virginia Tech on the road, yeah, probably a plus. I get yeah okay yeah, okay um, yeah good big early season game so probably night game yeah. And they get to start the year out with Northwestern, who they'll be heavily favored with. Now, tricky, though, goes right to Indiana and then Michigan, but then they get Michigan State, Rutgers, Maryland. Like, they could start rolling through the schedule, especially if they can start the year off. I'm looking at them. I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah, you got I mean, Iowa going. at home. You got Ohio State at home. Yeah. You travel to Lincoln. You travel to Champaign. Like Penn State is neutral into almost positive I for how they're. I'm, I would be feeling pretty good if I was Penn okay. State. Another neutral team, Nebraska. So if I'm a Nebraska fan, I would be yeah. like they're neutral almost winners out of the out of the yeah. I think I would lean up. towards positive for Nebraska because I tell you what I hated about Nebraska's uh, schedule before is no win situation Cincinnati. Yeah. Super no win situation SDSU. I mean, I just don't. Want it was any it was a sphincter puckering non conference schedule, and it's gone now. It's gone. You, you don't have to. Worry. Yeah, I mean, you can't. You, you lose those three. Uh, I forget what the other one was, but you lose SDSU, um, Cincinnati, and uh, a, a another team. team. Yeah, but um, oh, Central Michigan. Oh, there you go. Nice yeah. work. Um, so you get rid of those three, and you get Rutgers. Like you got to be pretty happy about that. The other part of it, sure, too, you get a tune up game, and then you have. Illinois after that. So frankly, you get a you know a tune-up game and then a tune-up ish game. So now they had the easy, easy but scary beginning part of the season, how the schedule was, and then they had that just murderous row kick. Now they start with Rutgers and Illinois. You are thinking you're gonna go two and oh from that if yep. you're a Nebraska fan. I'm not saying it's a yes. but then Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, Ohio State. So Oof. that's that's a rough that's a rough four stretch. So I'm not saying they're not getting the rough four stretch, but then you get a chance to get things back in line as the schedule goes on. Yes. At least a, at least a little bit. Yeah, I mean, bit. three of the last four are very manageable. But then again, they do finish with Minnesota or uh, Michigan State. They yeah, Purdue. So, right? I mean, you get a chance to at least end up on a higher stretch. So, and then um, Iowa as well. Neutral to positive. I, I am... Ecstatic, leaning positive. Leaning positive. Yeah. I'm ecstatic about the fact that Iowa doesn't have to play Iowa State. It's a no-win yes. situation. It was in Kinnick, but I, I, now we I, don't get get the game. I think we're like all that. excited about that. I, you and I, I have. There's nothing good that can come out of playing you and I. So you get rid no. of those. Though it's very similar to what uh, Nebraska's non-conference schedule was. Um, lose the Minnesota game on a Friday night. So that's would, a plus. Yep. And then the other thing too is to start the year out. Maryland, Purdue, Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern, Illinois. Then a bye week yep. before they play Penn State. I know I'm an Iowa fan, but am I crazy to think that they could go 6-0 and to start the year? Not crazy at all. Weren't they scheduled to play Ohio State and Penn State back-to-back? On the road. That not anymore. That's split up. Yep. So neutral to, to I'm positive I'm thinking I'm Iowa. ecstatic if I'm an Iowa yeah, fan. I, I now, I think the ecstaticness of Iowa fans is offset by looking at Wisconsin's schedule, which we didn't go real deep into, but they start with the Friday night game with Indiana, which is, you know, that's a thing. Dude, Northwestern, Nebraska, Minnesota, Maryland, Purdue, Illinois. Wow. Right? 
And then you're going to be pretty heavily favored in all those except for Minnesota, but you get them at home. And then you get Iowa after a bye week and then Rutgers. Boy, that's about as easy as you can do it. I, I, I mean, the and, only and way, you, the only mis- way, the only way Wisconsin's schedule could have set up better is if you flopped out uh, uh, Michigan for Michigan State, Michigan State for Michigan. Yeah, that's but, it. But so the, but you do get Michigan away though. Right. But there's no fans in the big house. Okay, so it's wow. Yeah. Which is another thing we haven't even mentioned. Right. About how the home field advantage is going to be. Probably mostly lost. So that's like that's like a negative back for Iowa because we um, uh, would have had Wisconsin and Nebraska at home in Kinnick. Now it's just you know being played at the field that is in Kinnick Stadium. Correct. So yeah, stuff. But hey, 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 football talk. This was football talk. This football talk. And you know what? Let's start with some more positivity. I think we're going to have games. I think we're going to have games week one. So I guess that just kind of goes into the rest of it, does it not? Hold on, one more point. Okay. Is it possible that Illinois versus Ohio State, which is on a Thursday, that first week, is going to be the first college football game? Is that um, possible? No. Uh, Oklahoma plays the week before that. But isn't actually. that falling apart? I, oh, I don't know. Do you have news that I, I do not know that? I thought I read that was falling apart. If not... I mean, can you think of another game, though? Cause I can't. I, I'll be honest with you. I haven't really allowed myself to go deep into this until this went down. And, you know, we're only, what, 36 hours from having this uh, introduced. Um, hmm. But by the way, dude, we're less than a month out of football being played if these these games are played at the end of August. Yeah, I don't want to do a countdown, but I think we're 30 we're days close. or 29 days. We're, we're less than something that. Something like that. We're less than oh, that. Oh, actually, we're less than that for, for yeah. the Illinois game. But it, okay. Well, less than that if that Oklahoma game happens. Yeah, but I'm talking Big Ten. Okay. But, okay, at least give me this. Illinois versus Ohio State is the first Power 5 game scheduled right now. There you go. There power you go. 5 on Power 5. Correct. First conference game, too. Yeah. So just picture this. The game's being played. We're like, oh, my gosh, it's happening. We're watching it. And Illinois forces a turnover first first series. Just just, <laughs> lo- just allow yourself just allow yourself just allow yourself for it to happen. Pour another finger of bourbon. Take and a me, sip. And me and you do the awkward forty year old dudes yes. hugging stuff because I'll be happy for you if that's the case. Hopefully I don't pass out this time like last time. <laughs> um. So we'll just we'll just go ahead and foray into the next part of this because oh and by the way if you enjoy. Uh, Big Kurt and I's company, uh, as it comes in podcast form, go ahead and shut the podcast off right now. You don't need to listen to the next part of this podcast if you don't want to, because we're going to get into more topical stuff that is off the field. And I would just like to say this. So you said just now, you're like, you know, I think we're going to have football, right? I think so. Can I ask you this? This is just going to look around make sure the football gods are, you know, the 2020 gods aren't going to... Smite me, but what would stop it at this point? The numbers for COVID you, are coming down. Do you want to know what stop it? Everywhere. Do you want to know what stop it? Negativity from the media would stop it. And 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 glorifying positive tests like it's the end of the world. That's what will stop football. And then all the sheep following them, agreeing with them and saying, Oh no, we can't let this happen. What a disaster. What a mess. That's what will stop football if it doesn't happen. There's no other reason it shouldn't be played. Correct. Because you know what? Negativity 
is contagious. Negativity is as contagious as the coronavirus. Maybe more so. I just got chills oh. from that. Oh, look at me. You just gave me chills from that. That's fantastic. Do Does Dan Woken understand? Like, I went back through. I just I, I clicked on his tweets, and I just went back through and looked. A high percentage of his tweets is just awfulness. It's just, it's and just then, repeated. Then he has the nerve to say that he's not like cheering for the end of the season. Maybe he's not cheering, but he's certainly helping achieve the end of the season possibly because what you know what i've seen media sports media people saying is it's ridiculous that we would want the end of the season so i want to say a large majority of them of course that's what they, they they're huge college football fans that's why they got right. into writing about i'm not talking about you sir okay maybe even one of them we talked about earlier in the podcast i think he wants to have college football what I need you to entertain is this. There might be guys that are in your profession that don't feel that way. They are in a deeper, darker place than you are, than certainly Big Kurt and I are, my brothers, some of my best friends. Like, we aren't in that extremely negative world. We are not, and to even try to explain this even more, I've heard some of the sports writers say, what like essentially what power do we have we're not the oh, ones no they have power thank you absolutely i understand the virus is out there by itself you didn't start the virus mr sports writer the reaction to the virus is essentially what we've been talking about since the middle of march a, a sports writer who's one of the largest voices in that sport. Please listen to what I'm saying. I mean, right I don't now. know. Wasn't it doesn't have like two million followers or something like that on Twitter? You don't think you have some influence over two million people that read your tweet? Really? Like, and by the and way, like if you're how following, little do you think of yourself? And and was it Pete Thamel? And Pete Thamel was pretty he's negative. Ho- he's been yeah. horrible. He basically said well, there's not going to be a season. They just keep saying it over and over yeah. again. Like uh, there's a Chicago, or, uh, Chicago Tribune writer who's been pretty negative too. Am I, am, am I expecting you to blow sunshine up my arse? No, but I don't know how I'm supposed to take it when literally 50% of your tweets about college football or how awful thing everything is. Yeah. And how, how oh, this team tested positive, the shutting down. I just can't see how we're going to have a season. It's not going to work out. Like if you are, Working with a salesperson, and this salesperson's like, "There's no way I'm going to make my numbers this year. I have no chance. I have no chance. I, I'm. There's no way I'm going to have it." Then you talk to the same salesperson or a different salesperson in the same situation. I think I can make this work. I think I can. I think I can. If I, as long as this happens, I, I got to work. I get. I think I can make this work. And which one do you who think do is? You, who do you think has a better chance of making their sales right? Numbers? Which one's more successful? It's the positive one every time. This is sports. You are taught in sports. That it's the team. It's the goal. You get setbacks. Keep working for the goal. Now I'm supposed to believe that the only way that I'm supposed to think about this is in negative turns. I, sir, refuse to do that. Okay, so they're they're testing these players twice a week. And in fact, Illinois today, Lovey Smith said, we're testing our players every day. They're giving every player a test every single day. Which is ridiculous. 
Well, it's ridiculous, but but, it's but, awesome. but hold on. I didn't but, mean it like that. No, here's what I'm here's the point I'm trying to make. The testing is supposed to be a positive thing so that you can shut players down. Watch your wording. Watch your wording there. Oh, okay. <laughs> good. I like that. It's not, no. Wait, let's let's hope it's not positive. No, it, it's supposed to be a good thing. Is right. what I'm saying. Like right. it's supposed to identify the virus early, get those kids away from everyone else, so you can keep playing. It's supposed to be that is why we're testing. Okay, let me tell the story. All we ever heard about in mostly April and May. We got to get the testing up. We got to get the testing. That's up. all we heard. We're testing like crazy right now. And here's the thing: if those guys were at home, would they be getting tested every day? Of course not. No. They would be just like me and you. How right. many tests, coronavirus tests have you took? Zero. I have took zero as well. Yes. And I, by the way, I go to the gym every day. I fly in airplanes. I drive. I go see customers every day. I am out there doing, I go to the grocery store. I go out to dinner. I do everything. And I have not, still not gotten tested. And you haven't felt awful. I've never felt bad. No. Right. So I'm sure I haven't had it. Well, you're not sure. No, I'm not sure. I, I could have been asymptomatic. But here's, so... That's one way to do it. Just test the bejesus out of these kids. If you want to do it that way, great. You you do it how you want to do it. I'm going to go ahead and pull in the Iowa High School Sports Association. Oh, good. Cause I've because got a, I've got an, a, a similar story after that. They seem to have... Hey, guys, you... Hey, hey, Eyes on Big, podcasters. Have you heard? They had an entire high school baseball and softball season. Right. Not... Earlier this spring, not no this summer, it just concluded. They crowned state championships. Correct. Ninety six percent of the baseball teams, I think, finished ninety four percent of the softball teams. So it's a pretty high it, number. Ninety five percent of the teams finished. Okay, not going to name names, but my cousin has a son that was on one of the state qualifying teams. Very good. My high school made the state baseball. Very good championships. Take a quick poll of the parents and the kids. Do you think they were happy they were able to play their sport this summer? I imagine. And were they getting tested every day? Which brings me to the next part. They are testing exactly how I get tested and my kids get tested when I take them in to daycare. On Mondays, you get a strict screening. You know, okay. the administrator is there like, hey, okay. hey, hey, would you do this weekend? Give me your, like... Do you feel sick? Any symptoms? Any of that stuff. Any of they that take stuff. their temperature or anything like that? Every single time. They take the temperature. They take my temperature, even though I'm not entering the building, and they take both of my kids' temperatures before they can... Oh, no, this is at in. daycare. At daycare. Okay. So... But what that, about... I'm talking about the the kids playing baseball. Were they getting tested? Were they, Was there any precautions? Yes, and that was, I was using that as okay. a... Continue. They, it is a symptom and temperature <clears throat> thing. Okay? okay. Which is a good test, by the way. So, especially with the symptoms. Yeah. Okay. So they, um, with the kids, they would test them as they get to the park. Okay. They have to mask up. Okay. Okay. They take the temperature, do the exact same thing that I just said. Okay. They walk through the fence. The mask comes off. They go play baseball. Yep. The parents that were in the crowd or fans in general, whatever, they had roped off seating. There were big playoff games that were played where not everybody could make it yeah. because there is a limited amount of seating and places that you could stand to watch the baseball game. And you had to wear a mask at 
almost every single venue they went to. It actually a lot of times went down to the individual city, municipality on how they wanted to do it, school district or whatever. And from what I was told, almost every single one, you had to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. So that was it. You test the players. Yep. Or uh, um, sorry, not test. Check temperature sure. symptoms of the players. If they pass, they're in. Yep. The the parents have to sit separated, six feet apart, and a mask. Okay. And amazingly, ninety five percent of the teams finished. And to my knowledge, not 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 even like by God a death. Not even a – there wasn't even a hospitalization no, no. to my knowledge. And, and, so, and I'm so, supposed to – if I'm believing Twitter and Pete Dammel and, and – um, Dan Woken. Dan Woken. I'm supposed to – okay, i got to calm myself down. I feel like I'm, yeah. I'm getting too excited. But I'm supposed to believe that I have to throw that out? Well, hold that, on. And you're taking and adding to that an actual COVID test, which is even better – than just monitoring symptoms. But I see, and I still think the way that the Iowa High School Sports Association went about it, the way my daycare goes about it, because by the way, these kids. At oh, my they daycare, just maul each other. Of course, sure. Of course, they're climbing all, all over top of each other for 10 hours a day. Right. Um, why, why can't we just do it like that? Well, if we could. Showing, no, we... If you're showing symptoms. Get the bleep out of there. Right. You but, have to sit. But, but that's my whole point is they're complaining about positive COVID tests. That's you a should step be, above. Correct. It's a step above. Okay. And so similar, the quick story. My sister lives in Illinois. She has three girls. The older two, 16 and 13, play club softball. They play softball year-round. They're just nuts about softball, right? So they play on this club team. Never missed a, a practice this summer. Never missed a game. Uh, fans at games. I asked my sister, you know, what, I asked her for the purposes of this podcast, what, what, you know, were there any outbreaks? She goes, no, I, I don't remember. It. I didn't hear a single kid. And I'm sure they got, some of them got COVID. You just didn't know it. Yeah. Now, I don't know if they're doing the temperature and other things like that, but they just played softball. You could normally play softball and they didn't have any problems. Um, I meant to say this at the beginning of this segment. Um, you you haven't even are, are you still you still haven't even you don't even know anybody that's got covid i don't know anybody that's tested positive for right. covid no okay. personally don't know anybody no okay no nobody um i do all three of my neighbors that are literally you know next door to the away. downstairs athletic club yeah from the they they all have had covid okay a uh, 74 year old a 68 year old and a 35 year old okay and the ironic thing is the 35-year-old struggled the most. Wow. It is weird. I mean, it's Why? a... Rye, real, real quick. Yeah. He never leaves the basement. He, It's not his fault. He's running... His company shut down where he lived, okay? Hmm. He had to move back with his mom and dad. Okay. It's not his fault. He's a successful person. He got put in a tough spot because of COVID. Sure. He is running his company out of his parents' basement right now. He has to. That's... Wow. That's it. He didn't want, he wasn't going to resign the lease where he was at in a different part of the country. Sure. Because he's like, I, so he's essentially running his business remotely on the cheap because it's free rent down his basement. Right. He never leaves the basement until later in the day. Okay. So why he, do you think he's that? Why, why do you think he has a worse time with it then? No vitamin D, brother. Oh, you got the, I was talking about the vitamin D. Exercise. Okay. It's a thing. Oh, no, it's a thing. Do you, what type of do you, do you think you get 
sunshine and exercise as a Division One football player? Yes, you do. A lot of it. A lot of both. Now, okay, I meant to say this before. I want to try to – okay. This is – it can be a nasty situation. It can be, and it, it – And we are, per, we, are, we are viewing this from the perch of – knock on wood. We haven't had anybody close to us no. go through it. No. So that that <laughs> – it shapes what our, our thought process is, correct? We yeah, have to, sure. We have I mean, to entertain that. Yeah. I would imagine if so, my mother had died from this, I might feel differently. Correct. Yeah. And we just haven't had that happen. No. With that being said, 10 to 15,000 people are allowed in Kinnick Stadium this fall. I don't want my parents gone. There's no need. You don't need to go. Yeah, now, and, and it now should my, come down to... My, my parents are stubborn people. Well, I was going to say, your dad might go anyway. He might not be able to stop him. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm going to have an opinion if he should attend or not. I'm not going to have any control if he attends or not. Sure. But we, we are educated enough in the ways of this disease where we understand that elderly people and people at risk, you check out college football from your TV at home. Yeah, and... You know, if you want to go and put yourself at risk, I just don't understand why you shouldn't be able to do that, at least in some capacity and a safe, some, you know, a safer capacity, wearing masks, lower capacity, lower attendance. There, I just don't see a reason why you shouldn't be able to do that. If I can't come if up you with can one. successfully space out people at Kinnick Stadium or any stadium in America where they're wearing a mask and they're six feet apart. Which, by the way, is redundant. You're already socially distanced, plus you have a mask on. It's double protection. I agree. So I believe we can pull this off, just like the Iowa High School Sports Association pulled it off by having parents win typically in masks and separated in the crowd. What's the capacity at Kinnick? 85, 80? Uh, 70. I think it's, it's only 70? I think so. Okay, yeah. so 10 to 15. I I still think it's a pretty low number. Right, 10 to 15,000. 10 to 15 is a pretty low number. So so I think that's like triple protection. Like, like here's a couple stats, okay? Because Hit there has been, I love stats. There has been, there's been a couple dust-ups that I've gotten into on Twitter just in the past two, two or three days. Okay. Because I'm, I am... I typically like to stay away from that stuff on Twitter. Do you follow me on Twitter? Do you, do you see me that often? Like, I get chippy every now and then. Every like, now and then, but like, very, very few times. I just don't want to do that. Yeah, it's not It's not fun once you get into that. It's just not It's not yeah, fun. It's there's, not funny. There's enough negativity on Twitter I don't need to add to it. I'm, I'm having a hard time not biting on the no, I, can, I, cancel, I, it, cancel it all because of COVID. People. I have a hard time, too, but I, I've been pretty successful. But every now and then I hear every, you just. Every now and then I get out there, yeah. So what I want to say is, again, it's if if this is something that scares you, make it make a decision for yourself. I am absolutely not saying that. What I'm saying is at least entertain the idea that perhaps one of the best situations for a college football player to be in is to be playing football outdoors in a world class facility. How is that not at least? And I and I go back to Dan Woken. One of his tweets was, Does, "Okay, can we all just agree that they're not safer on campus?" No, I can't. No, Dan, and I that won't. That is completely opposite. Of I won't. I think. Now, just the numbers on COVID yourself, because I feel like eventually 
whether people like it or not, they're going to have to come to grips with the fact that it's out there and they're going to have to. Well, it sure has taken a long time because I will, you know, I'll start with this. The, the, the biggest negativity, and this is, this is scary, right? This is a scary thing. The, the thing you hear a lot is we don't know the long-term effects. Sure. We do not know the long-term effects. No. My question that I would always ask, when will we know? The long term. It's going to be a long, long time. Wouldn't it be a long term? Because they're long. It'll be long term. That's exactly when it'll be long term. We will I, know I the long term. Long term effects. would actually be probably twenty five years. Yeah. But let's shorten sure. it all the way down to let's eight. say let's say eight or five, even five. Do you, you want to go? Do you want to go the next five to eight years like this? <laughs> like, like, and by the way, other diseases have long term effects too. Correct. There, flu has flu has long term effects. Like calcification of the lungs Correct. is a thing. Which you have. Which I have. Because of the from, flu. From, I don't know if it was a flu. It's from something. Some probably respiratory infection. And and when you said that to me the other day, I remember saying, I remember thinking to myself, wait, I've had that same diagnosis from my doctor. Sure. Because he checked my lungs. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm always cocky when I'm getting my physical because I still to this day think I'm a specimen. Right. Even though I am not anymore. <laughs> I used to be. But, but you still have that mentality. It doesn't do. go away, does yeah. it? It's, no, hard, it's, it's hard to... It's there. It's still yeah. there to a certain degree. And like, you know, I was doing that and he's like, well, you got a little bit of, I think he said, calcification. Yeah, it's it probably like, not that uncommon. And I'm like, what? I'm, huh? He's like, Dude, you're you're 40 years old, you right? Know? Like, yeah, it's it's you, and the, you collect things as you go through life. And the, the, so that's just one instance, though. I I have tons of instances. Like my knees, for instance, are bad. And I had a guy look at him. He's like, "Well, they look like the knees of a 45 year old," and and they feel like crap every day. But you know, and same thing with my neck. He looked at my neck, and I had uh, you know, degenerative discs and one bulging disc. And he's like, "Well, I mean, yeah, it looks like you've had gravity pulled go, on he you." He goes, for "Yeah, that's years. a 45 year old neck." <laughs> I mean, life has its dangers, you know? So that's a thing. That's a thing as being a, a human and, and walking around <laughs> the planet. Like we can't do anything about it. I don't mean to laugh. I don't mean to make like a joke out of it. But to a certain degree, I think I do because that's okay. That's how, It's okay to deal with it like that to like, to a certain degree, shrug things off and keep going about well you, I, yeah with precautions like yeah sure i, I don't like, mind precautions right I, to be honest with you i don't ride a motorcycle you want to know why i'm dead serious i don't trust myself on a motorcycle i don't think i would be good on a motorcycle i do I, I think i would probably hurt myself on a motor so i avoid riding motorcycles and i grew up on a farm dude i rode dirt bikes three-wheelers i did all that stuff but like at some point when i was in my 20s i was on like a crotch rocket with a dude and we we're going like 115 miles an Oof. hour and i'm like i do not enjoy this and no. i never got one on on one again no i just that's me okay but with that being said these are these aren't these aren't uh opinions this is this is data okay? all right 45% of the deaths that have happened in the united states have happened in nursing homes right literally Almost Which, half. To to be honest with you, to me, that's the big tragedy. Of this whole thing is that we, we you did a bad job. We, we did a terrible, homes. terrible job and of that. You know, like I'm not trying to get too pointed with this. Like specific people, there. I I just don't think people knew that people should See, have known. But I find that hard to believe because I, I believe China wasn't sharing information with us. But you don't think South Korea and Japan were? I think uh, we could have done a much better job there. Continue. Okay. I don't want to. I don't wanna dwell on it. Less than 5% of the population is in a nursing home, but it still makes up almost 50% of the people that died. 
All right. So I'd like to ask you, the podcast listener, are you in a nursing home right now? You just took a step up for your ability. Huge, huge step up. Huge step up. How, uh, as far as the uh, uh, population, just, just the general population that's not in a nursing home, okay? 0.03% of those people have died from COVID. Right. So if you are an individual walking around right now that's and, not in a nursing home, you have a point. You have a 99.97% chance of surviving. And by by the way, most of those that have died are also older. And with underlying conditions. By the this way, is, I have... Is, did you know I have an underlying condition? You Hi- do? Hypertension. That is an underlying condition. Yeah. Okay. I just found that out recently, too, about, about that being an underlying condition. But I've known I've had it my whole life. Godspeed so you. I, I've got one. Good luck. Yeah, I'm still going to... It's not going to stop me from... It's not going to stop me from doing... Living my life. Being myself. 1.5% of the population has had COVID. It's got to be more than that. No, that tested positive. Tested positive. Okay. Well, we know it's a lot more than that, though. The point I'm trying to make is out of 100 people, do you think one and a half people, more than one and a half people would have gotten it the way it is portrayed right now? Oh, that, of like, course. You would think it's... You can't swing a dead cat without hitting something correct. that's... And so, like, like I said, I... I I have I don't know anybody that has tested positive for it, and I and I usually ask. 07 percent of the people have COVID right now. Zero point seven percent of the population has COVID right 0.7. now. Zero point seven. Okay. Less than one percent of the population has COVID right now. So, but some again, people might tested say, positive. Tested positive. So you might say, well, but how many people are walking around with COVID and don't know it? Fair. Yeah. How many? But how many of those people have COVID and are locked in? Because they're not allowed out because they have COVID. So the point I'm trying to make is the general chance that you would run into somebody on the street probably still stays at 0.7%. I mean, I less think, than 1%. I think those people, you know, I, I, I think most people are good people and they're quarantining themselves when they have symptoms, right? They're not going to just. That's my point. Yeah. Right. And then another Plus thing. you don't feel good. You don't want to go and, out. And, you know, for somebody that's in my age group, that's healthy i'm at like 99.7 percent or something i think that's what it is to survival rate no it's higher than that for a 40 year old just literally okay if you're saying just 40 year old male right and that's okay because i know where you're going with that because i don't have any underlying you don't have an underlying condition and i'm i'm a higher percent yeah but you... let's just let's just heck let's even get crazy with it. let's just say 99 percent okay? okay all right i have a 99 percent survivor i'd like to point out that's a 99 percent survival rate if you get it, if I get it, right, I have to get so, it first. So you're, so it even 1. goes 98. higher. Ninety-eight point five percent of the people in this country have never even gotten it. Right. I, I think there is a <laughs> right. Like, yes. there's, it's two different. There's, there's compounding. So really, it's more there. like ninety-nine point nine something like five percent yeah. probably that 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 you're going to survive this. Now again, it's not if you are it's not not a hundred, but. It's, Pretty close to hundred, and the numbers are dropping. I know everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. We we know we had spikes in Texas, Arizona, California, Florida. But by the way, you wouldn't know that like two weeks ago. Oh, just wait, just wait two weeks, and and then. But the you people know, that then, were getting it, the people that were getting it, were even in better situations than me and you. Definitely much younger. Well, yeah, it's skewed younger, way younger because. People are just like, eh, give a but now, bleep. now that the numbers are going back down, you don't hear anybody saying, "Hey, great, numbers are going back down." Nope, 
We should be saying that because it's of course. positive that the numbers yes. are going back down. Be happy about that. I'm not saying we should go full force everywhere. Like No, like I said, I'm fine with wearing masks. I'm fine with social distancing. I'm fine taking precautions for, to, for, for now, yes. But I also think that... that People go a little overboard with that. Like if you're if I'm standing 50 feet away from you, don't need me to tell me to put a mask on. OK. Or when I was at uh, Lund's Byerly's the other day and, you know, first of all, hitting off the driving range. Everybody's fine. You know, right. You're outdoors. It's I don't know. It's a larger collection of normal people that are hitting <laughs> off the driving range. Right. And then I go into the um, grocery store and I put my mask on. I'm, I'm not the. No, you're not Mr. Anti-mask. It's going to scream. Like, first of all, if you can, we all agree this. If you're the guy that screams at the $14 an hour grocery store worker, it's, it's not his or her fault that they're making you put a mask on. Right. It's not their fault. Don't misdirecting the anger. Don't scream at those people. So those people suck on the other opposite side is the person I ran into in the grocery store. I'm in there. I'm not complaining. I have my mask on. I'm a good four feet away from her. You have to have a spatial awareness about you. You a lot have of to people have don't. A little peripheral vision. A lot of people. And don't. if you're gonna sit by the yogurt section for a solid two and a half minutes without moving, expect at least at some point somebody might come. And I didn't charge her. I just went to the door, right. two doors away. Oh, geez. She acted like two doors away. Two doors away. So uh, her door, a door, and then my door. Wow. For the refrigerator. So that's refrigerator doors. You were you were SD'd. You were SD'd up. Social distance, baby. She reacted like and masked, social and distance masked. and masked. and masked. She she jumped back like I had a machete. The only incident those people I, suck too. Those people suck big time. The only incident I had and this person sucked. I walked into a coffee shop as I was breaching the threshold in this coffee shop that had zero patrons in it and plexiglass across the entire counter between me and the workers. I was masking up over the threshold. And the gal screamed at me from behind the counter to put my mask on as I was putting I, it on. I'm literally putting it on. I'm and I just stopped on. and stared at her like, what? What? So anyway, how about let's just spread some positivity. Testing is good. Yes, some people are going to test positive. That's why we're testing them. Correct. Bring them out away from the team. Quarantine them. Continue. The rest of the team, continue Keep to practicing. train. Keep practicing. And let's just live our lives for the love of God. And if a kid does not want to play, there is, I don't think Kevin Warren, the Big Ten, could have been any clearer a month ago, two weeks ago, on Wednesday. It's one of the best things they've done is like, they've said, if, you, if you're not comfortable, don't play. We're, we're going to give you a scholarship. We're not he taking a scholarship. What? He reached out to student athletes. He did. And speaking of this, the, you know, the Pac-10, Pac-12, whatever. Yeah. Their little That's maybe a union. different podcast, but... Well, we can talk about it. I've got the bullet points if you want to go over it. Okay, I read an article from the Four Letter Network that was a bad article. At least it was a bad headline saying Big Ten follows the Pac-12 in, in, you know, in, in demands. So let me list these demands that are supposed to be similar to the Pac-12. Third party to administer COVID testing and enforce standards. Yeah, it makes okay, sense. To just to be clear, you're you're reading the Big Ten. 
It's, oh, oh it's, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Let, let me be more clear. So yeah. the Big Ten does have their own movement. That's nothing like the Pac-12. Hashtag, hashtag uh, Big Ten United okay. movement led by Michigan defensive back Hunter Reynolds. So here's what the players are asking for from the Big Ten. Third party to administer COVID testing and enforce standards, penalties for noncompliance, mandate for athletic personnel to report violations, whistleblower protections, ban COVID liability waivers, medical redshirt for players who miss time from quarantine, preserve eligibility and scholarship for those who opt out or don't play over 40% of the games, and coverage for all out-of-pocket medical COVID expenses, which I have almost no problem with, I don't think. that's And from the way I understand it, Okay, I'm just going to throw out a percentage. 95% of that is already firmly in place. Yeah, a lot of it is. I mean, I think they already said that they were going to do third-party testing. Um, as far as, I don't know if they have something in place for penalties for noncompliance or um, whistleblower protections. I'm not sure. But, I mean, all these are pretty well thought out, I think. Yeah. Good job, Big Ten. Yeah, I, I I applaud them. And Kevin Warren seemed to be he, he said, a big part of this because he called like he had, I think he called two a male and female athlete correct. from every university, and talk. one of them from every university was a football player. Correct. So he talked to fourteen Big Ten football players, and he actually said in another interview that he embraces the the conversation back and forth, and that he he's going to continue to do this as as a regular thing. Do you know what I think this is called? Positivity. You know, this it, is- but it's also it's it's more than that. It's working together. It's compromising. It's being professional it's being an adult is what it is so way to go big 10 athletes for being better than other conferences speaking of those other conferences the pac-12's list of demands by and large actually if you read through all of them a lot a lot of them were totally nor totally acceptable totally understandable totally reasonable then there were some that were just ridiculous well yeah now if i'm trying to look at this as glass half full as possible in a negotiation process do you not pull out that was my thought too okay like we're gonna go so outlandish in our requests because heck maybe they'll give them to us yeah you ask for a hundred million in a civil suit and you end up with two you know i mean i think there honestly is some thought process with that no i think that and i I gotta give credit for that in some capacity but it's just still uh, laughable it and i will say I got this from another podcast. I cannot remember which one it is. I can. I never can. But um, there was a 200-person text group. I thought it was where, 400. Maybe it was 400. You could be right. Which, by the way. Uh, but I, I know that. A, I, I heard that a, one, too. Stick a fork in my eyeball. Uh, 400. Oh, people. could you imagine? I mean, the only the only people on earth that can tolerate that are probably college-age kids. <laughs> that's, that's or at the least truth. they have the most resistance to that. 400? Data from Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Okay. So um, it was. It became a known thing that, like, the demands for – because they literally asked for Larry Scott, the, the uh, Pac-12 commissioners, 50% of his salary to right. be reimbursed among the students. Now, what came out was that many of them said – they that got put in late. They didn't want okay. it in there. You know way more about this than I do. I, I read the a, demands and I kind of laughed. And I moved did a, I did a dive into it. Okay. Um, I had a rant that I it was it would have been like a ten page Twitter rant that I shared with you that I thought about putting out. I did not put it out. Um, and I guess I'm kind of glad I did not. So, but I would. Just, 
I would just like to say this. Um, I understand that we we are in different times than when I played. Boy, are we ever. With that said, it's not like this is a women are from Mars, Earth are from, you know, men are from Venus, fuck it, or whatever it is, yeah. type of thing. Okay, like college football was a big deal back in the late sure. 90s oh yeah 2000s. sure it wasn't like there wasn't it wasn't money. it wasn't a small deal no. <laughs> right okay so you know i get that the money is bigger now sure so reluctantly through this process i have probably moved a little bit closer to understanding why nil has to happen well if you're a free market person sure tough yeah, I, I know. I know. Tough to fight I, against I, that. It is. S- scares me spitless. I think we've on, talked about this. Like, I don't, in in concept, I don't disagree with it. I just, I hate what I think it's going to do to college football. It scares you. Right? It scares the shit out of me. But what I don't think these kids, because they're kids, understand is, like, they're if they're literally talking about, you know, relocating millions of dollars that get paid to a commissioner out to the s- students... You, you, you just become an employee. You're an employee now. Yes, so correct. That money gets right. taxed. The government's going to step in. And by the way, if you're if you're an employee, you're making money. Shouldn't you pay for your own education then? Yes. There's <laughs> a lot of, and there's this crazy thing going on called Title Nine, where yeah. the equal amount of scholarships for men and women, yeah, they have to be how many? How many in the general public you think knows that? General public? Oh boy. I don't know. Because the general Ten, public is weighing in big time. With 10% this. probably? Wow. 10. I would say 10%. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say like 2% of the general public. Uh, I don't know. I, I think a little more than that. Of the general public. So if you ask my wife right now that Title IX equals the amount of scholarships that men have has to equal women's at a university. Wasn't she an athlete? She was. She was a college athlete, right? Not college, but she was. Oh, okay. I thought she was a college athlete. Yeah. Okay. Very few. And and don't you think, like, the older generation, probably when it passed, that was probably a, kind a of a bit. big thing. Yeah. I mean, I think they pretty much, anyways, long Whatever. story short. Uh, it's not 50. I'll say that. Okay. Long story short, if you cut football scholarships from 85 right. down to 60, you just cut women's scholarships down Correct. from 85 to 60. I don't want that to happen. No. And neither do women. By the way, my brother told me this. This is at Iowa. My guess is this is probably pretty common throughout most universities. You know what the highest scholarship, amount of scholarship women's sport is at Iowa? You know, I was thinking about this. I was wondering. like, you got to soak up some scholarships. Right, right? you got to soak up scholarships. So let me think about this. The highest number of scholarships. Is it softball? Rowing. Rowing. So if you are a parent, if you are a father, because you're probably a dude if you're listening to this, no offense, Tess, because she's maybe the only female that listens to our podcast. But if you are a father of a young female, take that softball bat out of her hand. Get that volleyball. Get her. Get her. Rowan, baby. Get her. Get get her over to PJ Flack. Let him show her a thing or two. (laughs) So one of the things one of the things I did read is one of their demands was we're tired of of making a bunch of people rich. Well, okay, the athletic directors do well for sure. The 
obviously the head coaches do well. Even some of the assistant coaches do really well. Guess what? You chose to play for all those people. <laughs> so that was part of but my... Then, but then also after that, who's getting rich from well, this? I mean, sure, TV. Yeah, there's so, TV money and stuff like that. But I'm talking like within the athletic department, there's a handful of rich dudes. Yeah. And everyone, just, else, but, just, and everyone else is not making shit from when I... Well, right. I, I will say this. Like, college head coaches at a college football program, they probably make too much money. Yeah, I, I definitely think they okay. make too much money. But and oh, oh, another one was the the facilities. Well, you chose to go there because of the freaking facilities. Do they even have the <laughs> mental faculty to bring that into their thought process? That's unbelievable. Like, you know what I've thought about is about five years ago, grumpy old guys would sit and look at Oregon's facilities or Texas's facilities. I don't and like, be like it. This is ridiculous. This has gotten out of hand. And the younger crowd would be like, oh, shut up. You, you're just an old right. curmudgeon. Boy, now things have flipped. It's the younger generation that are now saying, we're spending too much money. And the, us old curmudgeons are like, we, we said it the last 10, 15 years and it was getting ridiculous. So oh, man, We tried to tell so you that back in 2008 that it was getting <laughs> stupid. Okay, so what were you going to say about rich coaches? Well, here's what I want to say is, you know, this whole thing about we're not just there for your entertainment. Uh, actually, yeah, yes. Are. If it wasn't for us, you would not be that there. That is exactly what you're it's there for. It's literally the only reason you are there. <laughs> and because of that, do you know what you get out of it? A for lot. For the top A 3%, lot. You, you, don't get, you don't have to pay for training to go to the NFL to become a multimillionaire. They pay you yes. to become to and, have the and chance by the way, to become a multimillionaire. I still hear almost every day, start paying the plays wrong. Start playing them more, more if you feel like they deserve more. They are getting paid a lot of money now. And this is where I feel like I have a voice that should be heard because I was a Division One football player that didn't play. I was a scrub. Hurts my ego to this day. I, I didn't play. My older brother played a lot. Started in a Rose Bowl. So guess what? You fleeced the University of Iowa. I fleeced the entire Division One football program in in the University of Iowa. Your brother paid him back. Correct. You just took from him. I'm sorry. I don't mean to, but I, I can say it. You can say it because you know me. You know I, right. I'm right here. Like I I didn't get taken advantage of. I took <laughs> advantage of the system. Absolutely. I got a free scholarship. And by the way, has that has that education done well for you? Not only has the education done well, you know what else has done well? The fact that on prominent type of, I try to make it stand out a little bit, maybe center it at the bottom of my resume, played football at the University of Iowa. Have to do it. I mean, if, and if, I, I know for a fact that there are times where I've gotten interviews. Of course. And, and I, I don't mean to sound arrogant. I'm great in interviews. People generally find me engaging and like me in interviews. Yeah. But I have to get myself to said interview. You know what helps me get there? Yeah. Right at the bottom of that resume. Hey. Now, of course, I've got to have the work history to match sure. up. They're not, I'm not, but, but you, you put uh, my you put Big Kurt's resume next to Jeffrey Reek's resume. We have exactly the same. It's actually pretty similar because we have. Yep, that's been, true. Right. But we, let's say we have exactly the same qualifications. There's something missing on Big Kurt's. Did not play Division One football. Who do you think has the advantage of getting that job? You do. And to act like that's not an advantage is stupid. Yes. And I'll be honest with you. 
I got really frustrated my junior year. Coaching change, tough. Sure. Hard. Oh, I know that's hard. And my oldest, both of my older brothers were like, stick it out. Good for them. Glad stick they said it that. Out. My parents too. Good. Stick it out. Thank God I did because now I can put that yeah. on my resume. I had a buddy went through that's this. An, that's an advantage. Like, why would we do this? Why would we do that? That's why you do this for our entertainment. That's right. Because, oh, by the way, you might go to the NFL. Oh, by the right. way, you could play and have amazing experiences in front of tens of thousands <laughs> of people. Or you could be like me that didn't get either one of those top two, but you still got a free education and got to put that on a resume. And then also. And oh, by the way, how stupid are walk-ons, I guess. I guess we just think walk-ons are the stupidest people in the world. Yeah, because. They're doing it for free. Right. No, they're not. Because of still, they could still go pro. Walk-ons go pro. They could. But they also just like playing. I just do they do they think about these things like is no any of nobody this, thinks about this can, stuff. And that's why Kurt and I decided before this pod screw it. We're just going to talk about this stuff because somebody's got to talk about this stuff. Yeah, there's no one out there that everyone doesn't want to get shamed. Everyone doesn't want to get canceled. It's like, it's like, they're not honest. There's there's plenty of people who feel exactly like we feel. And I felt this way when I was 28. Just because I'm older now, longer in the tooth. Where does that come from? Your tooth don't get longer, by the way. They get shorter, really. You grind them down. (laughs) (laughs) You do. (laughs) But, like, I felt the same way a while ago, too. You know? Like, more people should come out and say this stuff. Because we need... We need more of us. Our younger people need direction. They kind of do. I mean, isn't that usually the way it worked, at least Typically. until like 10 years ago? Th- from from 10 years ago and prior, it was usually the older <laughs> people teaching the younger. Now it's just uh, wh- whatever they want to do. Yeah, let's do that. I- I'm on board. This is ridiculous. I know it is. It's I so can't believe we have to have these conversations. <laughs> That's so dumb. It'd be like... Right, right now, my four and a half year old is laying on the couch. It would be almost equivalent of him waking up, and yeah. we have to do what he tells just, me to yeah, do. Yeah, just tell us. We're in your hands, man. Oh God! <laughs> Thank God for oh, man. alcohol and good friends like you, family That's right. members. Because I have leaned on people like you. It's been great to talk to people that aren't crazy. I mean, we were having these conversations pretty early in COVID. Yeah, yeah, pretty early. Yes, got it out. So I would say overall, that was a pretty positive podcast, I feel. I hope it was positive. I feel like the people that will like this podcast will really like it. I think so. For that other 8%, I'm just doing a little salute thing. And you know, to that other 8%, it's okay to not agree with somebody. That's true. That's true. We don't all have to have the exact same views. No. And if you have different views than this, that's fine. Yeah. I I respect you for it. I just don't agree with you. But I really... I really want you to think about if you are the type of person that says there's no way we can play, you have to entertain the idea that they, these young athletes will still get COVID if they're not playing their sports. You And they have won't have to, testing and you, testing's a good thing. I can't say that enough. We have, we wanted testing because it's good. We've got it. Now we get angry because people test positive. Oh, I'm done. All right. That's I'm done. So this will be, I hope, I hope the last ranty pod, because guess what? It is time to go gangbusters. We have got 14 teams to get through. Yeah, we got to like do like three and a half weeks. We got to do like two pods a week 
or close to it. We got to go nuts. And then we've got to do a final pod with our predictions. So we got we got stuff to do. Yeah, we've got like five, six pods coming up here in the next 30 days. So if you're an Eyes on Big Pod listener, you're we're about ready to go into oh, yeah. maximum overdrive here. Finally. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's going to be fun. I, I can't wait. I got 10 of my teams done, ready and, to go. And we had every intention of, of recording... We're going to start these in, th- yeah, in July. Well, no, I mean, throughout the off season, we had every intention of, of recording more. That just, it, 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 you know, COVID yeah. got in the way, like everything. Life gave us lemons, and we, we didn't make, it, it was tough to make a lot of lemonade here. Yeah. But we're going to we're gonna make up for that. I am Jeffrey DeGree. And I'm Big Kurt. This is the Eyes on Big Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, especially if you made it this far. Goodbye. Goodbye.